Welcome to Creating the Platinum Age. I am so glad that you're here. (laughs) There is a very fun set of um, energies and frequencies and topics that I have in my energy field today, and I really am excited about where we end up going with all of this, because I have had a very busy um, set of weeks here since we last met in the um, last gifted webinar in January. And I heard so many um, encouraging things about what the January message meant for you. And I am so um, grateful to hear that it was purposeful for you and valuable to you, knowing that we are capable of making something um, valuable, even if it's something we like or don't like, that, that it's the expansion of our awareness and our consciousness. And what we choose to do with that is up to us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Before I get started, um, let's just take a couple of nice deep breaths. It really does help us center um, and balance our energy field so that we're not quite uh, only in one hemisphere of our brain. It helps us really balance overall, wherever we need balancing. Okay, so let's take a nice deep breath, please. I recommend in through the nose, out through the mouth. We are sovereign energy at our core, regardless of what we've forgotten or what we've become unconscious of. That is what we are restoring. That is what we encourage tapping into and becoming more aware of who we are at our core element and what that offers us in our humanness. Nice deep breath. We may use different words. We may be seeking things like love and light and joy. And that is not separate from wanting freedom, authenticity, sovereignty, authentic choices, and free will from within our human experience. Nice deep breath. (sighs) 
we call upon our own authority, our own sovereign energy, asking for heightened slash deepened awareness of who and what we are, what is capable here in this reality, what is possible, helping us stretch beyond the boundaries of what others tell us is possible. helping us expand beyond any boundaries and any limitations that are offered to us or even imposed upon us by any outside forces or influences that may be underestimating the power of humanity and the power of this root source sovereign energy that is the core element of all life, physical and non-physical, matter and antimatter. Nice deep breath. When we are in balance, we are in wholeness. And from our own sense of wholeness, we are more capable of creation and creating consciously and experiencing ourselves consciously. And so it is. Okay. So what we were doing there is many things. One of the things that we're doing with an exercise like that or experience like that is helping us recalibrate our energy fields. We are energy. Everything is energy. And that doesn't mean it's only etheric um, or only (laughs) non-physical. Oh my God, there's, this is going to be so fun for me because there is literally so many things, so many ways that we could go. Because then I wanted to talk about Tesla versus Einstein and how they thought about the, the ethers. And one thought it was solid and one thought it was more plasma. Um, <laughs> so let me start to uh, kind of center in where we, where we want to, what we want to offer here today and keep it a little bit, um, a little bit of structure so that we have ways to digest it and unpack it if we desire to. The recalibration of our energy fields is so important, not to uh, relieve ourselves of responsibility or to deny our physicality, but to literally center us in that beautiful balance of not just the hemispheres of the brain, dear ones, the balance of energies among our inherent conscious creator sovereignty and our physicality that is the bridging that is the what that's the most authentic ascension process um an authentic definition i know of is the is the reconnection the re-hyphen union of our sovereign energy source that creates realities that creates experiences that creates opportunities and ages and cycles and planets and solar systems and universes and cosmos that also created a human experience that you are having right now. And the bridging, um, not across uh, uh, fields of space, but across fields of dimensions and unifying us with them. That is what we offer. There are many ways that we experience it. There are some that that love certain parts of what we do and others that don't like those parts. And there are some that love the other parts that that some of us don't like um, in what we offer here. It really 
doesn't matter to me who likes what. Um, I have my favorite parts and I'm very clear um, in most layers of myself about what I'm offering and why I'm offering it. The hallmark of everything that I do is truly out of love for humanity. And to me, that doesn't have to mean it's fluffy um, or non-realistic or, or irrational. The experience that humanity offers source energy is so special and so unique. It's why it was created. And yes, there are layers of it and dimensional energy patterns that can be um, created unconsciously in certain ages that are quite ugly <laughs> from, from a typical um, standard of morality and, and um, value systems of, of um, upliftment and valuing of life and valuing of, of each other. I get that. And yet it is the grand, the grand master plan, if you will, of humanity that is, is not just what we are presently experiencing. And what many of us feel literally in our human experience is that we are capable of assisting in a very active oriented way, the restoration of that grand master plan, the grand codes, the divine energy sequences and energetic processes that allow humanity to know its sovereignty and to behave as such in a consciously oriented manner. So yeah, I take this pretty, <laughs> pretty seriously. Um, hmm. I can't take the love part out of it. I, I can't because it doesn't make sense to me. If it's just an intellectual, um, mental-oriented, you know, present-day scientific sort of discussion, um, to me, we miss out on the biggest energetic uh, thrust, literally, to assist us in motivating ourselves, um, empowering ourselves, and that is such a huge distinction between a lot of other um, options that we have in our humanness. Can you feel that as well? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> um, it's interesting how the word love is not only so misunderstood, it triggers people in, in very polarizing ways in terms of, well, if, if somebody is talking about love, then that must mean that it's not powerful. If somebody's talking about love, then that must mean that they're, you know, this type of person that, and then they're going to put us in some, some will put us in some sort of a box of limitation and, um, you know, discredibility or whatever. Um, I don't care to control that or, um, or try to convince anyone of anything. I, am <laughs> I know what I am and I know why I'm here and I know um, what drives my energy, what is my force field from source energy in this reality. I, am, I have hyper clarity about that. Um, and I hope that you do too um, or that you are open to the possibility that you can have that in a human experience because it feels literally so divine. And the discernment that we're capable of in our humanness is just um, highly underestimated and nothing but glorious. Um, the ability to unravel 
at least the different types of agendas and motivations and why someone would uh, want to convince us of something or want us or feel so strongly um, and dogmatically about certain things. The ability to discern the energy patterns of those underlying structures, the motivations and the intended outcome by certain individuals is a very uh, relevant asset for this reality um, in really any timeline, but especially amidst the shifting energies, because this is where literally anything can happen. It's the instability of the energy at this time that allows it. It's funny because it allows it and it's the source of its power. Okay? <laughs> Let's take a nice deep breath. We are offering a lot here. Please don't fear the chaos. Embrace the chaos as a sign of the shift and a sign of openings for new endings. When we are almost cloudy in our sense of what we desire and what that means is where we start to lose our sense of purpose and value in this reality. There are some of the, the words that are used in multiple groups that naturally separate us and isolate us from each other. And that's unfortunate in many ways because what so many of us as change agents desire is freedom. I use the word free will. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know why I use the word free will. We can un unpack that if we want to, but it really, I don't know if it matters. Free will, freedom, sovereignty, those to me are this triad of um, underlying purposes of many of us, whether it's those that could be considered conspiracy theorists, um, ufologists, um, those in various realms of spirituality. Um, what we, what holds us together in a way energetically is our not wanting to be constrained, our not wanting to be dogmatically told what is or what isn't. And we have this unique experience that, that each of these kind of camps are creating where we tend to dishonor each other. And I, I mean, we don't have to do it that way, but we just do. I think we're in the habit of some of us being so suspicious um, of our power being, you know, co-opted or hidden agendas or hidden motivations or that is never going to work. So I'm, I don't want to even, you know, bother with that, etc. There is a purpose for whatever kind of camp, if you will, that you are in. Okay, so um, it's possible that we can just embrace the fact that, that we found our own little niche amidst the change agent role that we feel from within and that we feel a sense of community and camaraderie and support amidst a certain um, similar sort of kind of mindset or community creative created energy field um, from which we operate. I, we can do that without totally bashing and discrediting the others. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and if I've been guilty of that, I, I apologize. Um, I don't think I've done that. If I have, I certainly haven't done it consciously. I am quite opinionated um, in many ways. And that doesn't mean that I know what's best for everybody, but I, I'm very I'm, I'm clearer and clearer about what works really well for me. Um, and I love to offer what works well 
for me to other people because it may work well for them too. And if it doesn't, I'm okay with that. What's really more important to me is that you find something that does work for you. Because if you literally have that change agent, um, I almost want to say um, it's not even just genetic imprint. It's a divine encodement that shifts realities. It, it's an assignment. It's a mission. I don't, I don't care if you have problems with those words. That's what it is. Um, galactic time travelers sent from the future. I mean, all of those things are very, very real to me um, in terms of why we're here and why we give a damn about what's going on. Um, I, <laughs> it's just, to me, that's just fact. Um, I don't feel a need to convince anybody, but I am very passionate about us harnessing our power from within. We give it away without even noticing it, you guys. When our feelings get hurt, when we're overly sensitive about things, um, I mean, sometimes we, we experience that in a way that doesn't fuel us up. It fuels us empty. Um, we just leak our energy all over the place because we're giving our power over to someone else. So recognize that. Um, be, I mean, vigilant about taking responsibility of your energy field and whatever that means to you. To me, that means very clear understanding of conscious and unconscious behaviors and what those actions of others and our actions, how we affect each other and how we can do things differently in a way where that sense of um, what's possible in a mutually uplifting manner um, what I call 5D, 5D frequencies, where the entirety of humanity gets uplifted by a process, that's a hallmark of a change agent that is operating in a system of overall well-being and honoring the free will slash the opportunity for freedom that's available for humanity in this coming slash dawning slash already in the creation mode um, age what we call the platinum age because it's unlike any other some of the previous golden ages were not so golden um it became clear to me uh, more recently in recent months about the um oh jeez, i'm gonna get into political terms that are going to be triggering for some but i'm okay with that um oh god where do i want to go with this oh, let me go with the original thought um the original pattern I was going to go on was reminding us that some of the, um, and I shared this, I think it was in January or February, there was a message that we shared about bloodlines. Um, it may have actually been a remembering workshop, but we discussed this idea that um, in one of the golden ages um, of Egypt with the, the system of pharaohs, etc. That civilization lasted quite a long time. Um, but there was intense control of resources and manipulation and um, uh, like haves and have-nots. There was a lot of classness, class society nature to that. And yet there was a baseline of needs being met that some of us long for in this reality. So uh, sometimes we well, sometimes, uh, given this age that we've been in of unconsciousness and lack of connection with our source energy, in the midst of our unconscious creation, we've forgotten a lot by design. Um, and one of the things that we've forgotten is some of these ages that we think we want to recreate, even in this incarnation of the planetary experience of Earth, um, are not as wonderful as we may think they were. 
um, and we forget our history or we just become disconnected with the other elements of history or we become very um, narrow in what we want to hear or what we think it was, um, but it wasn't the full spectrum. We aren't considering the full spectrum of the other kind of negatives of it and the downsides of it. So let's be open-minded um, as we're trying to recreate something that was in the past that we're also, again, the discernment that I'm talking about is coming from your source element. It's coming from what I call your source wisdom, that sense of knowing things that you haven't been taught or trained in this reality. Okay, as change agents, you never left home. Your eternal nature without that, that is what is rooting you to a dream and a vision of what can be. And it's what makes you mad about things in this reality or disenchanted with things in this reality. That source energy is your laser-focused guidance system that is exactly what you need. To not listen to that, to not want to tap into that through things like you know, what I look at as meditation, which is not an OBE and not transcendental. Um, it is deeply connecting and getting beyond the linear-based sorts of programming um, and neuro-linguistic programming that has been affecting humanity and I would say um, controlling humanity in the separation age. We were unconsciously experiencing ourselves. In order to restore that, you have to know the difference in your own energy field about what feels like an unconscious reaction to things and your ability to choose it. How do you choose how you feel? How do you react and respond to different stimuli that's created in this reality? No matter what the agenda is, our ability and our creator ability is in what we create, how, what we respond to, how we respond to it. It's, it's not about controlling other people. It isn't. Um, and I know some get very upset by that because there are many of these change agents that are literally hell-bent on controlling those that they think are controlling them. You guys, we've tried that. That, the only thing that does is it flips the positive end of the magnet, magnetic energy, electromagnetic energy, it flips the positive to the negative and the negative to the positive. If that's what we're doing is getting up by pushing someone else down, it's just another form of manipulation. And I am not here to play that game. And I don't think many of you are either. So recognize that when we are demonizing any sort of opposing force in the physical reality or even the non-physical reality of an alien or ET nature, it doesn't matter. It's the same energy pattern. When we are trying to get up by putting someone else down, it is a limited energy um, structure that, from which you are operating. There's only so far you can go, and it's in a finite bubble of uh, realities and opportunities. And I'm not a part of that. That is not why I'm here. That is not what I support. That is not what I condone. That's not my thing. But if it's your thing, that could be just fine. There may be parts of your change agent role that literally are about alternating the pieces of the game board to be on different sides of the board. Fuck the game board. I don't like the game board that's here. I want a whole new game board. I literally mean that. So I'm, <laughs> there's part of me that wants to apologize for cursing and part of me that doesn't. <laughs> so if you need an apology, I apologize. But there, the whole new game board part of it is the juice. 
because that's where we start to create new realities and not just do things the way we've done before and not just reverse the forces that are in force or in place or in control or however you want to look at it um, in charge at this time. It's about literally recreating another form of energy to experience humanity, earth, and this amazing space of opportunity that's here. And when the underlying energy structure is such that it is intended and in alignment with everybody can be uplifted by it, that's where we start to get into what I call these 5D energy patterns and beyond. That's where we start to get into source energy patterns. Yes? Nice deep breath. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. <sighs> okay. So I don't feel there's a need to deny or suppress literally anything in order to truly not just revolve, but evolve who and what we are from the inside out. And that those desires of wanting to fix someone else or to uh, manipulate some someone else um, in a way that um, undermines their freedom and their free will, just recognize that. And it, it may work perfectly with what you, your type, your variety of change agent role may be here for. Um, I do believe that there are many on the planet that are here to recreate an Atlantean sort of event. And in that case, being completely polarized and an us and them, um, good guy, bad guy sort of mentality is probably going to work just divinely perfect for you. Um, that's not what I do. And for those that are also seeing the limitation of that game, that it's still operating from the same game board, and you are getting maybe disenchanted um, with that experience, please recognize there's a whole other way to do this. And I would love it. <laughs> I mean, for all of those that feel that within themselves, I can't tell you what you are. That's for you to decide. That would be totally undermining all of my beliefs and value systems about honoring the free will and the freedom within each human. So how do we do this? How do we create a 5D and beyond sort of structure that allows for literally the opportunity of everybody to be uplifted without forcing it or manipulating it or through coercion or any of the other ways that undermine the free will and the freedom of the others that are maybe not wanting to go along with that? How do we do that? Do we create a secret society of our own? Do we pull out and pretend that we're not here? Do we create another reality? Can we do it in the physical? Can we do it with the infrastructures that are here? That's why. <laughs> That's why we have so many that are thinking about it this way, because I don't want it to be one person's answer of all those things. Um, but I know that energetically, the more that we are aligned and more clear about who we are and what 
our passions and what our, our underlying value systems of everything that we seem to be an embodiment of. When we become hypervigilant and action-oriented about that, embracing and balancing the physical with, I want to say the spiritual, but that word has literally been hijacked and watered down to such a degree that it's just another program. With your sovereignty, with the conscious creator energy force that even got you here in your consciousness to begin with. Combining that with the physical gift of your humanness and, you know, tapping in energetically, doing all these various things that you can do uh, to be more aware of what is going on, not through limitation, not through stuffing things down, um, but through literal empowerment and bringing to your surface of your awareness the humanness of you from within you, not operating from the programs, not operating from unconsciousness or delusion or illusion or any of those things. Okay, there are many, many disempowering factors that even in spiritual circles we have been um, operating from that separate us from our own empowerment and separate us from our own change agent blueprint of which we are a part of. Um, so I get it when some of when some of the change agent I want to say broader community of humanity um, starts to get kind of annoyed with the spiritual circle or the new age circle or whatever you want to call it. I they have some valid points. Um, I've seen them myself. There was a huge epiphany I started to have in November of 2012. Um, no, it was last year. No. Yes, it was. Okay, November 2012. I was going to say it wasn't November 2013. November 2012, where I started to realize that that I was valuing the upper chakra system. I would talk about the lower chakra system and the upgrading of the energy centers and all these really cool things that I was um, uh, remembering, re-remembering from my divine wisdom um, about the ability to recalibrate our energy centers from going from not just wanting to survive, but literally to thrive. Um, and yet there was part of me that was totally in the upper chakra system and unbalanced in my physicality. I wasn't appreciating the physical nature of being human. Um, if it wasn't of the kind of metaphysical um, variety, then it wasn't as cool to me um, as the physical experience that, is, that I could create and enjoy and experience and um, offer literally to other people. So that sort of recalibration for me was really, really big. So I get it when people say that some of us are just out to lunch energetically and all we want to do is just get the gift the hell out of here. Well, that doesn't make sense. You're here for a reason. Why would you want to leave? because you don't like it here, because there are things about this place that you don't like here. Why would we like it here in some, some of the elements, some of the vibrational patterns that are here? Why don't you like it? Dig into that, not out of denial or suppression, but out of deeper understanding of what makes you tick. If you get mad, get mad. Let it empower you. It's so funny. There was, it just reminds me, there was... Um, uh, my husband and the girls and I went to uh, the movie, the new Lego movie. <laughs> it's so interesting. Um, and there was, a, there was a character in the movie, and she was this funny rainbow unicorn kitty, a sort of hybrid. Um, and I think you got, my neighbors are doing yard work. Hang on, let me close the window. 
just a second. <laughs> okay. Um, and <laughs> she was she was probably a pretty good stereotype of how some people look at um, this, those of us in, the, in what we consider the spiritual community. I consider myself part of the spiritual community, even though I haven't done the training. I've never read A Course in Miracles. Um, I've I I I I just didn't do it that way. I I just kind of created my own version of what felt right to me, um, and I discern as I go, and I change my mind about things because some things don't feel as as um, progressive and as empowering of source energy as I feel like they could be. So I reconsider things. Um, but this character was so interesting because she was, um, I think it was a female character. She may have been androgynous, but it doesn't matter. Um, she was, <laughs> she was like, Oh no. And she had a really high pitched voice and she was detached from the broader reality. She'd created, she and her buddies had created this, this um, other version of reality. And if you see the movie, I know it's a kid's movie, but <laughs> I think it's for adults. It's funny. It helps us laugh at ourselves um, in a, probably a healthy way. There was a separate reality in the sky, of course, in the clouds. <laughs> um, and nothing bad ever happened there. And they had detached from the rest of the realities of the physical orientation on, on Earth um, in order to have this sort of utopian uh, panacea sort of reality. And yet the, the, the worlds clashed, the worlds intertwined with each other, and those from the earthly reality infiltrated the sky reality that they'd created. And it was so funny because this character started to get angry, but she didn't know what to do with her anger. And I really felt like they were the creators were going to make her head spin, the creators of the movie were going to make her head spin like in um, – uh, the Exorcist or something, and she was just going to kind of wah, deconstruct and explode with springs and wires all over the place. <laughs> but they didn't. But she she got angry, and then she she like pushed it back down. And we do do that sometimes. Um, yeah. So I will. It bears repeating that there was you know yes I interact with with realms of consciousness that are beyond me as Jill. Some can look at it as channeling. I don't care what you call it. To me, it's interdimensional communication, and I ask the consciousnesses that I know of as Buddha and uh, the Christ of consciousness that was embodied as Jesus, as I know that frequency. Um, and I said, did you guys ever get mad? And they were like, yeah, we got mad in our human experiences. And I said, well, what's with all this the spiritual teachings that, that we're not supposed to get mad and we're not supposed to get sad? I said, what's that about? Um, and they said, they were just kind of like, kind of like open up their hands. Like, does it matter? I mean, kind of, do you really want to unravel all of that? Um, you now you've heard from us that it's not, it's not our version of, of what we were. It's somebody else's interpretation of what we should have been or what we probably were, but it's not who, who we were. Um, and I was like, okay, because I think I had an experience. That's why I contacted them. That's why I connected with them because I was, questioning my own anger and whether uh, whether I was okay with it and what their opinions were kind of about it, opening up my consciousness to it. Um, and I realized that anger for me is awesome because when I get really, really pissed off about something, if, if I don't act on it in an outwardly angry way, but I explore it. And it is juicy, juicy stuff, you guys, because we can, you can ask yourself those questions of why am I sad or why am I mad or whatever the emotion is, you start to get to some really, really cool layers of who and what you are at a fundamental level.
Okay, that's how I came to that realization and clarity about I am not here to shuffle pieces around and reallocate resources on a game board that's completely broken to me and unsatisfying. I want a whole new game board. And I didn't come to that clarity until, I don't think I've ever mentioned her name before, I'm just going to say it. I was in um, the audience of a presentation where I live in Boise, Idaho, and there was a Lynn McTaggart presentation, and Tom Shadiak was doing the intro of her. Um, he was promoting his movie, um, I Am, at the time, so it was probably May of 2012? No, May of 2011. Okay. So it was May of 2011, if I'm remembering the linear time aspect correctly. And I was sitting in the audience and she was talking about all these things, various things. And I started to get angry. I did not agree with what she was saying. And I didn't agree um, with what was going on there uh, and what she was offering. And I was recognizing that most of the rest in the audience seemed to be just eating it up. They either agreed with her when they walked in or they were agreeing with her with what she was saying as a new concept. Either way, it was not for me. I got so angry I had to leave. <laughs> um, and I was there with a friend and she was kind of irritated by it too because it wasn't her flavor of ice cream either. So we ended up leaving and I think we went, we, we were downtown so we just went to, a, I think, a bar and had a beer or something like that. Um, and it took me a couple days to unpack why I was so pissed off literally about it but I was so I was passionate I was all fiery and feisty um, and I was like why am I so mad and that kind of inner voice I want to say discernment just said because you're not here support that and I said what is that what is what was what was what I heard what did I hear that she was offering many others probably heard something different um, my interpretation of what she was offering is that we needed to reallocate the resources, that we needed redistribution of power, and that we needed uh, to basically turn the have-nots into haves, which, based on what she was saying, implied, in an, I think an unspoken way, that the haves turn into the have-nots um, in a karmic sort of way, but yet on the earthly plane, um, and in a forced coerce sort of way through raising consciousness and all these other things. And I said, I am not for that. Just because somebody has something doesn't mean they didn't, you know, uh, I want to say deserve it or earn it um, or through a very uplifting, mutually beneficial value system, acquire what they've acquired. I don't have a problem with private property rights. I don't have a problem with the monetary system in terms of the ability to acquire and earn money, if you will. I'm not anti that. Um, I'm not capitalism the way it looks now, <laughs> uh, but some of the ideals of the opportunities to create and the opportunities to have doesn't mean that others don't have to have. Um, so that form of the manipulation and control of the haves, if you have it, then others don't have it, that I, I don't believe in that structure anymore. I believe that there's another way to do it. Um, and I see energetically there, there, there the power, again, of creator ability. Um, if, I mean, we've created realities. We can certainly create, once we get out of this polarized structure, um, you know, genius sorts of conventions that, I mean, 
humanity has evolved before. <laughs> and this version of evolution that, that I feel many of us as change agents are here to represent is another form of a jump in evolution. Um, that doesn't come about through a fixed system of energy in this reality. So I don't that I just don't believe in that. I don't believe it. It is a fact of this reality. To some it is, but that's a fact um, of a mental structure that can be, if you will, remedied um, through creativity and balanced with physicality and rationality. So once I realized the source of my anger was that I am, that's not me, that that's not satisfying to me, and that's insufficient to me in terms of the version of humanity and the version of upliftment and the version of evolution that I feel and know for myself is possible for this reality in this timeline, for these generations that are here on the planet right now. I don't believe in a savior mentality. I don't believe in scarce resources. I don't believe that there's sanctity and sanctimony and sacredness in poverty. That is bullshit. I, that, oh, God. You, I, I, was, I was almost going to say, don't get me started. This whole idea that, that it is more sacred to give up your wealth, that to me just plays right in the hands of a system where you have no power begging for everything that you need in your reality from a government structure or another person that has more than you do and their kindheartedness and generosity. That is so disempowering to me, you guys. I, oh, whoa. We've tried that in many different incarnations of this reality on earth. And I know that sometimes the history, well, sometimes, all the time, the history books get altered, um, where things that we've tried before, again, look on the surface like they were better or would be better than we have now. So recognize that. Tap into that, right? And be open-minded enough and open-hearted enough that the things that you want the things that your dream space doesn't have to be a, a boxed in sort of solution because if it's if it's a prepackaged sort of solution that somebody else is is just kind of handing you or that we've tried before we can do so much better than that we can do so much better than that that's why so many of us resonate with other game changers and other timelines um, that doesn't mean that they didn't also have elements of you know, being controlled or manipulated or any of those, these other things that doesn't discredit some of the genius um, conventions that they helped restore or mm, bring onto, bring into this reality from within. I think of Nikolai Tesla. I think of Galileo. I think of Einstein. I think of Da Vinci. Um, um, Buckminster Fuller, is that his name? Bucky? Um, there are so many... Um, there are so many beings that have been on the planet that truly are a representation of this change agent role. Uh, they didn't do it because they had permission. As we can see with some of them, they were highly persecuted, um, ended up in prison, ended up, you know, with nothing, um, their ideas stolen from them, etc. Why don't we create a new ending to that, right? Why don't we give ourselves permission that we also have this you know, amazing ability. Each of us has a unique representation of ability and creative spirit um, and just a force field of what's possible and a dream space that can guide us in terms of a version of reality that we can help set in motion and foster. And that does not mean 
automatically that we have to take somebody else down to do it. For those that feel like they have to take someone else down to do it, I, that's not my thing. So if you can find a way to do that that's mutually uplifting, I can't conceive of that, but I'm not going to get in your way if you can find a way to do that, right? Um, there could be just maybe there's a natural, you know, um, maybe it's, hmm. <laughs> I almost want to contemplate that for a minute. How could that work? <laughs> um I already know how it would work. Thank you. Okay. One way that this can work is through this expansion of timelines. Expansion of timelines that we've been talking about doesn't have to mean that there isn't a way for the energies to intermix in this reality. We don't need a separate world in the cloud like the um, that like a very stereotypical Pollyannish version of somebody that, you know, everything is love and light kind of version that, that is disempowered in the physicality. We don't need a separate reality in terms of a separate version of Earth. It can feel like that in terms of the dramatically different um, underlying energy structures and, um, you know, quantum physics being um, more readily accepted sorts of things. We, we already do that, you guys. We already have multiple timelines going on right now in societal levels, um, in cultural levels, in economic levels. There are multiple versions of what is possible in humanity right now. You could look at those as timelines. We don't tend to leap timelines that much. Have you noticed that? Because they're so rigid and because humanity has become, um, well, has become in the separation age by design unconscious of itself and its inherent source energy that's within it okay it's exciting what's possible here um so if there's anything that i'm saying that's helping you foster and becoming more clear about what makes us empowered in our change agent orientation then that's great <laughs> that's great but i'm not going to tell you how to do it because i know that what we offer is helping fuel those energies within you. I, can, I offer tons of different resources to help you tap more fully into this broader energy field that is, in my view and in my truth system, very much in alignment with um, source energy and how it behaves in the all that is, including in the physical reality. But we are reinitiating it in the physical. So that game of, um, of our source energy and our consciousness interacting with unconsciousness, it does do this sometimes. So what do we do? Do we retreat? Um, or do we, you know, nourish and kind of self-empower so that we're not affected by this and it just kind of, you know, bounces off energetically? <sighs> I don't have all those answers yet. I don't think we do, but we can explore and create ways that it works for us. There are many different ways that I know it works for me. Um, I don't fall in. I don't, I don't like versions of conspiracy theory where I feel disempowerment, like we're just screwed. Um, that to me is not empowering. Um, not, I mean, what do you do with that? Right. I don't, I don't enjoy even interpretations, which to me is a belief in the truth system of this reality that, that humanity, you know, is, is in this structure and can never get out. And we're just trying to, I don't know what their truth is to do what, I don't know. That's not me, but there are so many different ways where I can start to feel like my 
if you will, like my sense of hope, um, my sense of what's possible starts to feel kind of like, wah, 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 you know, just flat, completely disempowered. And there are things energetically that are literally designed from the separation age in order to have that experience, in order to feel flat, in order to feel constrained, in order to feel powerless because it offered an unconsciousness. Those things are only offered in the layers of consciousness that are less conscious slash, slash unconscious, right? So in our expanding consciousness, that doesn't mean that we need, in my truth, doesn't mean we need to create a separate reality. Doesn't mean there's an automatic foe or opponent or a demonic presence or any of those things. Um, it's all source, you guys. It's all source energy, physicality, non-physicality, matter, matter antimatter. Um, it's all source energy. This reality, humanness, all versions of humanness, all life on earth and, and other non-human life on earth, <laughs> the ET and alien kind of representation, um, all of it is source energy experiencing itself. Okay. So just because something has an agenda, which can include something like a separation age, doesn't mean it has to be bad or evil. Does that mean everything is good? It depends on how you look at it. If you're going to let it disempower you for something to be bad, then please don't call it bad. If you're going to allow something to be bad and outside of your value system, but you don't let it disempower you, then fine, call it bad right? It's about the empowerment. And whether you are tapping into your source energy of anything being possible, that's the change agent orientation, is that anything is possible. And you, it doesn't just magically appear. There's not this uh, rescuer salvation sort of program, unconscious, that is operating where well, if we just wait long enough, everyone, everything will be fixed. If I just, you know, just sit here and not do anything long enough. That I don't believe that's true either. No. <laughs> we have physical bodies and we have energy and we have ways of using our creator source energy to create in this space, to make things happen in the physical. That's not by accident. That's by design. So sitting and doing nothing is a perception, according to some. Um, I mean, so that's where you get to decide. Are you making a difference in your own life? Um, have you adjusted and tuned your frequency fields to be in alignment? When in har have you found a way to be harmonious with your source energy in a way that gives you purpose and value in your life? Um, guys, sometimes that's progress, right? If we've had genetic um, tendencies to literally harm kind of other people and, and been a part of that controlling system, and, and then there's somebody that embodies in that same bloodline that starts to kind of be like, okay, I, I know my ancestors or my natural tendency is to control and manipulate other people, but I'm just going to kind of dial that back and I'm going to refrain from wanting to tell everyone else what to do or to point out how everybody's doing things wrong. I'm just going to kind of go into this other, you know, way of experiencing myself where I just am. That can be progress seriously because at least it's not making things worse <laughs> in terms of the downward spiraling energy. At least it's not on board with that. Um, but and there is such a big opportunity for anyone that has felt like they've 
consciously or unconsciously gotten out of the game of humanity because it was just, you know, they had no signs of there being any hope or that it was just better for them and they weren't equipped or they weren't strong enough or capable enough to be with the other humans. I really ask you to reconsider that. Because how empowering is that? How much of a change agent orientation does that allow you to feel in yourself? You're so much more than just a placeholder of energy. What do you want to be with that? What do you want to do with your physical body with that? That doesn't mean mindless busyness, right? That can mean very purposeful busyness that does engage your mind that does engage every single layer of your experience. Everything you've been trained in, everything that you are can be brought into a sense of wholeness and purpose that feeds your passions. Mm. And I do love you. I do. I don't even know you in your humanness probably and I love you. Because I love what you're capable of. And I love what you represent. And I love that you're here for probably very complimentary reasons to why I'm here. And I love that. I love this reality. So I choose to find and feel and access and experience and know that I love you. And that does, to me, diminish anything about this reality. It is so funny to me that so many of the real truths from my sense about love being the source of power in the separation age has become this word of nothingness, that love is powerless, that love has no power. That is just so funny. We do this with words all the time. I was laughing um, so hard when I was creating uh, a recent uh, new part of the Embracing the New Energy series. Um, It was session eight, Balancing Spirit and Form. It wasn't part of the original series. It was brought in. Um, We created it in the fall of 2013, and now it will become, unless there's something better down the road, um, such a huge part. We were laughing that even words like matter and antimatter, it's so funny to me that Anti, we were laughing about the, the pun of anti-matter, um, that, that if it isn't, and this is funny, right? In the physical realities of the separation age as we've known them, if it isn't matter, i.e. if it isn't physical, then it doesn't matter. In other words, it doesn't have relevance. How perfectly we designed um, this separation age experience that even antimatter has become this un non-mattering, meaningless, non-relevant, you know, airy-fairy, isn't real sort of thing. That if, it's in, if it isn't physical, then it doesn't matter and it at slash it isn't real. That is so, f- it's funny to me. Um, just that the, <laughs> it's just like a, it's like the ultimate pun uh, on ourselves. And it wasn't out of harm or damage. It was out of experience, right? Um, that's my truth anyway. 
so antimatter does matter <laughs> because the antimatter, the non-physical layers are so juicy. Um, you know, the, literally the power of love that we talked about emotion. Emotion is a non-physical thing. It's a non, it's an antimatter form, the power of our emotions, the power of, uh, you know, just how energy works in the non-physical when it's not operating by a set of rules and laws that some look at as the laws of nature. Depending on how you look at the laws of nature, if it's just from within the separation age paradigm, it, those laws are very limiting. Those laws were created to set up and perpetuate and pro, I don't want to say prolong beyond its time, but stabilize, stabilize the separation age and consciousness. Okay, so when somebody says the laws of nature, I mean, it sounds so emphatic and inherently limiting to me um, that I like it that some of us are totally out of the box thinkers and maybe, you know, kooky or loony or whatever. I don't care. Um, so were all of these other game changers. Galileo was, you know, clinically insane by, uh, you know, as imposed by the Catholic Church in his day. There's nothing irrational about what he <laughs> helped you know restore in this reality in terms of the way the sun and our solar system and the planetary nature and the heavenly bodies work right um so i'm okay if i'm counter cultural or you know unconventional that's the purpose right of being a change agent um so I love it that there are ways that we look at energy in a very esoteric or etheric or antimatter sort of way because it matters, damn it. <laughs> it does matter. And I, I love it that, we, that some of us, um, I love it that some of us, you know, try to have one foot in present day science and then one foot, if you will, uh, to use a metaphor, in kind of the esoteric because we're trying to make sense and trying to kind of stay balanced with what's real, according to science, and another way of reality that present day science doesn't include because it can't make sense of it because its system is totally beyond the even comprehension of things like quantum physics, right? Um, quantum physics, the more that we slash they, whatever, get into it, it's just going to completely blow apart the scientific method. Replication of studies, I laughed about this with a group of Boise. I love it when I read these different reports that um, scientists are having, apparently, it's been reported, that scientists, scientists are having a hard time uh, replicating studies and get the same results. And I just smile because of course it is. The more that we are accessing the dynamic nature of energy, um, chaos theory, instability of energy patterns as we shift ages, whatever, you know, whatever term or label you want to put on it, the observer affects what, what is observed, but they don't know their creator ability. So they don't even know the power of themselves as the observer. So they can't make sense of in from the left hemispheres of their brain and the energetic energetic patterns that they're operating from. They can't make sense of the fact that a different outcome is coming out every single time they do it. I love that. I'm sorry. I do. I think it's hilarious <laughs> um, and good <laughs> and progressive um, because just because something t can be replicated doesn't mean as much as we thought it meant, <laughs> the opportunity to get a different outcome every time you do something, I know it's chaotic, I know it's unstable, and therefore it's terrifying to some people. That's where the creator ability is. 
the more that we can trust our creator ability and aligning ourselves with an energy pattern where we literally are intending that everything we represent be an upliftment opportunity for all life and all energy, not just in this reality, but every effing reality there is, then you don't become fearful because everybody's offered the same uplifting outcome. Whether they choose it is according to their freedom and their free will. Okay? This works. It can work. And we are making it work, but it's not handed to us. So we still get to find ways to make a living. Um, We still get to find ways to um, support ourselves, literally, by making a living or, you know, making a living. Oh, God, let's just think about those words for a minute. Making a living. (sighs) Creating a life. And we get to decide what that means. It doesn't have to mean that we're in shackles and chains. It doesn't have to mean that we're owned and that we're slave labor. But when we operate unconsciously, it can have that effect. It can. We can become a corporate robot or whatever. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't have to mean that. It doesn't have to anymore because of these shifting energy patterns, because of the chaotic slash unpredictable instable nature of the way that energy can work when we remember that we are the change agents that help shift and age, that help create new realities, that helped create this reality and all the spectrums of ages that it has housed like a terrarium. My team is just sharing that it was important that I share this message. For some of us, when we are perceiving that somebody is sharing something that is beyond the reach of the human consciousness, we allow the further separation of the divine from our humanness. In other words, we put off our own authentic ascension process. For those of you that resonate with the concept of a team, like I call mine, they were just as present in everything that we shared today. <laughs> it's funny. There's a song in my head. I have to. I have to sing it. It's from the '80s. Um, I don't want to sing it, sing it, because I don't have the best voice. But um, it's like, free your mind, and the rest will follow. Be colorblind, the rest will follow. And by colorblind, it could even actually be much more than that, because I think that they were talking about race. Um, and Vogue is the band, the the artists. Um, it's not just about uh, racial uh, lines within humanity and pigmentation differences, et cetera, and cultural differences. Um, it is so much more. This is about all life. This is the restoration, the re 
hyphen store Asian on the recreation and the new creation of our divine energy in human form. And it is beyond anything we can possibly imagine. And I like that. I like it that it's beyond even what we're presently imagining because that can help us further access that limitlessness of what's possible here. Um, yes, there will be those that try to discredit or dishonor what we were doing and fuck them. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care if they get it or they honor it or not. What I care about are those that can hear something like this and feel inspired by it and completely want to, where they feel like they are led to, redefine, redefine what they are in a way that perhaps is even more in alignment with a level of source energy that is game-changing, that is otherworldly in all the good ways, right? In terms of beyond the separation age programming, beyond the separation age limitation and truly divine consciousness, divine will in form to create a new form and to create a new reality that doesn't get as concerned about some of the other scary shit that's going on right now. Um, it's, we don't have to ignore that. It, but if, if we overanalyze it, we can easily become disempowered by it because it starts to value technology, which is a creation of humanity by its present definition. There are other realms of technology that are non-physical, that are non-human uh, generated from the separation age paradigm. Okay? That kind of technology will scare the crap out of them those that would manipulate, those that would control, and those that have intentions for humanity that are anything but of the free will and freedom orientation that some of us are a pure and divine representation of. Can you feel that? It's kick-ass, right? There is a part of us that is just like, all right, yeah, I, I'm going to try this out, <laughs> right? Um, don't be intimidated by some of the interpretations of, of what is going on in, you know, secret societies and, you know, hidden technologies and all these other things. Never forget that the power of the human spirit is divine. And there's a reason we call it human spirit. Never underestimate the power of the human spirit. Are there attempts and agendas by some to control that or hijack that? And have there been issues with mind control? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very much in alignment with the separation age. And it may be very well why you're here. Because that was just done. That that age, that cycle of unconsciousness had come to completion. And that anything like that that's not part of the dawning age, what I call the platinum age, um, call it whatever you will, the freedom age, <laughs> humanity's free will age, <laughs> whatever, um, is so much a part to be excited about. And that the fear is what keeps us under control. Under control has many, many important meanings there. The human spirit is not to be harnessed. Again, very multi-meaning word. (sighs) 
And we love this space. And we love the experience offered by the human code, the human blueprint, enough to care, to be here, to be a part of this from within it. We didn't come here to be harnessed or controlled or manipulated. We came here to redefine what it means to be human because the age actually calls for it because we're imprinted to recognize that and to recreate, consciously creating from within our human forms. So I don't care how others perceive that or would diminish something like we just experienced here. Because what's so much more important is for those that are capable of hearing this, that are capable of getting on the linear programming of the left hemisphere of the brain and harnessing in that way the power of the human brain, balanced spirit in form that can discern, that can create, that can contemplate, that can think for oneself that is not an empty vessel to be filled by others' ideas, but is an idea-making machine by design from the inside. And we can work together. We can form communities. We can support each other, even if we don't understand what the others are doing. We don't have to take anyone down. We don't have to take anyone out. That's their way. Recognize your source energy and how it feels to you right now. How free you feel, how empowered you feel, how loving you feel of the possibilities of yourself, of each other, of earth, of the elements of earth, of other forms of life, of our atmosphere, of our sky, of our clouds, of our sun, of our stars of whatever we feel like as home within ourselves. The love, the affinity that we feel for all of that can actually help balance us in the divine orientation of who we really are when we weren't forgetting that we are also source energy. <sighs> hmm. Okay. So let's create an experience here of going within into these source energies. We're not leaving ourselves. You're not leaving your humanness. You're going deep within in this experience to know the deeper and deeper layers of your source energy beyond the programmed left hemisphere of the brain, embracing the power of cognitive ability of your full hemispheres of both sides of your brain. Embracing the fullness of your physical structure as a vehicle for divine energy. Please close your eyes. Please take a nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth and call upon your creator ability, the one you brought with you, 
the divine spacesuit that is beyond this reality, beyond the ability to be hijacked, beyond the ability to be manipulated or controlled in any way that would deny you your sovereignty and the inherent freedom of energy that is conscious. All the freedom fighters, all the liberators. I think of Martin Luther King Jr. I think of JFK. John Lennon. Many leaders of state. Many of them taken out. They are part of who we are. There is a timelessness to this vibration, and it is divine time to restore these energies in physical form in this reality. And I feel that you are a part of that, but it doesn't matter what I feel. It matters what you feel. It matters what you know about yourself. Please allow your sense of self with your eyes closed to expand as you remember you are not even just one soul. You are divine energy with no boundaries, no limitation, beyond definition, source consciousness experiencing itself with freedom to explore, freedom to create, freedom to be, even now, beyond boundaries, I just imagine this beautiful explosion of divine energy, divine codes within every cell of your physical nature, celebrating the connection with the antimatter, knowing that the spray, the reach of an explosion is beyond this world. It is interdimensional and you are interdimensional energy beyond even five dimensions in your construct and in your inherent frequency range. You don't need a ceiling. You don't need a floor. You don't need to take away anything like a third dimensional structure. You have the empowerment and the sovereignty to operate within a range of frequencies, within a range of frequencies, and among a range of frequencies. You are divine energy in form, and you are limitlessness in action, in behavior, in nature, and in orientation. Laws are meant to be redefined in shifts of ages to further represent the divine energetic nature of source energy. Allow your sphere of your personal energy field to be like the sun, just radiating the power of radiation, the power of emanation of light, the power of emanation of energy, 
sharing itself, expressing itself, creating from its root, from its source-ness. Making it real, defying expectations, defying realities and what they had meant, what they had been considered to be. A true change agent in form, expressing itself, exploring what's possible beyond the finite, making energy infinite by its being. And so it is. Code breakers. That is such another way to look at ourselves. We break codes that don't define us, that can't define us, that we no longer wish to define us. It's, it's so cool because we're like code breakers and divine code carriers at exactly the same time, simultaneously. I love it. The codes that we discern feel limiting, feel disempowering to ourselves or and to others. It's just boom. <laughs> you know, nope, that's not my truth. Nope, that's not my flavor of ice cream. Nope, that's not me. Letting it be others, if that's what they desire to be, even unconsciously or consciously, but not letting those constructs identify who and what we are. And so it is. God, I love you. I just do. It's okay that we get tired sometimes. It's okay that you need a rest. We all do. Another layer of trust and discernment is to notice when you are feeling like you need a rest, feeling like you need some sort of a break, and those other moments where you just embrace and just let loose this creative energy that you are and letting yourself guide yourself and what you want that to mean, what, will you, what you will allow yourself to let that mean and be with limitless creation and form. Don't forget the lower chakras. Don't forget your humanity, the power of your humanness in this experience. You guys, that's a huge part of this freedom factor that you are. There is a huge dichotomy here with respect to some being, some operating from a truth system. I want to be very careful and respectful here. Some operating from a truth system that they will be saved by others when the others are themselves. You are that other frequency, that divine energy that you're waiting for. And ironically, you're also in human form. And how perfect is that? Because in order to change a species, if you will, of life, 
that species orientation and divide encodement needs to be in place, or it dishonors the free will component that operates not the laws of nature as defined by man in a separation age, the laws of nature as defined by divine will in sovereignty of a limitless variety that is even beyond cosmic. It's beyond cosmic law. It's divine law. So when humanity is um, desiring for an evolution, guess where it needs to come from? Humanity. So guess who embodies in divine form? Us. To expect that, to be widely representative among other humans when you are the change agent, to bring it online and to decide and create for yourself what you want that to mean for your embodiment, it is just ridiculous to expect that others are going to get you or get us or understand us or help us identify ourselves. Okay? That doesn't mean that we can't feel support from the rest of humanity or that we can't feel love for the rest of humanity. But by doing it from a vibration of love, we know that that's tapped into a level of source energy that others of a more scientific or unbalanced mentally, uh, I want to say left hemisphere, orientation of the brain, um, they're missing that power of source energy, which to me is love. I'm going to be unapologetic unapologetic about it it's love that creates it's love that is infinite um they don't talk about that in the separation age because it wasn't part of the separation age it and to be separate from the power of love is one of the ways that the separation age even comes to be that just makes sense to me (laughs) right um When you feel like having fun, have fun. When you feel like getting mad, get mad. When you feel like swearing, swear. Give yourself permission to go beyond the boundaries of what you've been told you should look like. Give yourself your power back. That there is empowerment and an uplifting orientation of possibly everything that you do. And when there are layers of you that feel disempowering, explore that. Find the, love, the power of love within it or make it so. Integrate the power of love in that layer of you so that you can experience an even new layer of a new frequency, a new vibration, a new energy pattern of what that layer even is to you. Okay? Whole new game board. Whole new game board. Whole new age. And so it is. We're going to end a little bit early today. (sighs) Let me get a drink. You may want to, too. The final thing I just want to say there is embrace the, I want to say the paradoxes, um, the paradoxes of, of who you are. Laugh at them. They're funny. They are funny. Um, where do I want to go with that? It helps you redefine your truth. It helps you expand your truth system. 
so that it's more encompassing of the source energy that you are a conscious representation of more and more in your human experience. So when someone says uh, to be spiritual, that means you are powerless. Hmm. (laughs) But you feel so powerful. So, hmm, that's a paradox that you can embrace and allow yourself to redefine what it means to be spiritual. To be spiritual, one must blank. Be this or have done that or have read this or have read that. You guys, the amount of books that I've read of a spiritual orientation are probably four. I'm looking at them right now. The Celestine Prophecies, The Tenth Insight, Oversoul Seven, Journey of Souls, I read the Holy Bible and at the time pretended it was all real. Um, Now I discern. (laughs) Um, What else have I read? You don't have to have a stack of library. You know, stacks and stacks of books and library in order to be wise, in order to be conscious. Um, You don't have to be on YouTube or be a YouTube junkie in order to be wise. You don't have to be anything in particular. You just have to be you because source energy is inherently wise. And the more that we can tap into that inherent, timeless wisdom that you have inherent access to within your beingness, the more rapidly we will access that discernment Um, divine creativity, divine will for this reality. Ideas don't just happen, okay? They are created, and they aren't just pulled from some sort of a group mind, robotic structure, human technology system, right? That's why they get shut down in a separation age, because they don't fit. So the separation age structure is to shut it down, but we are not operating from the separation age principles anymore. So we are not here to be shut down anymore, right? That's why we feel that kinship and that closeness with so many of those other game changers. But we are not going to be shut down. Another, I mean, there's so many fallacies and myths. To be spiritual, one must be, um, have no material possessions. One must not care about politics. Um, one, one must be non, um, or, you know, non-thinking, um, non-rational, or not care about rationality in order to, all of those are just, I, I just don't like rules, even those. <laughs> so um, I like the idea of more and more of us really redefining what it means to be spiritual and no longer looking for any sort of outside determination of what that feels like from me or anyone I, I, I just feel like it's a hallmark of our game change game changing kind of orientation that we do just ugh, the minute we feel rules we're just like ew and notice it's human created rules that we're resisting anyway um, so I think it's funny to and, and sometimes enlightening in an expansive expanding my kind of curiosity about humanity sort of way when I you know consider other people's truths and others beliefs because it's like you it's like a set of clothes. You, you put it on, you try it on, and you're like, well, okay, I feel a lot of judgment and hate with this one. Um, am I okay with that? It's, you know, and again, the difference between judgment and discernment, and I love this definition that I felt from my team, like 
at the very beginning of my process because I was like, I feel really judgmental and I'm told that judgment is bad. Um, so I said, what's judgment? And the answer I felt from within is judgment is saying that what somebody else is doing is wrong. Um, and there are cosmic value systems and uh, we'll go into the other layer of it in a second, but it may, in terms of consciousness and restoration of consciousness, you get to decide what is right for you. Now, some things that we think of as universally wrong for everybody are not. Um, I mean, we, and that's where the human sorts of judgment kind of comes into play here. This isn't like the Ten Commandments sorts of laws where it literally, I mean, it's to find a value system where it's okay to take another person's life, for example. I'm not okay with that either. Um, and I'm not okay with other people doing that. So there are some, some sets that are different, but we do it all the time that it's, you know, well, I think this sort of education system for my child is the best. And if you're in another one, then you're doing it wrong. Well, you know what? You're not me. <laughs> and now I'm another aspect of source creator. So I will do it my way. Thank you very much. Um, we're entitled to our opinions. It's when we impose our opinions on others that we start to limit, again, the freedom and the free will. And it is so hypocritical when sometimes just because a, a group that feels like it's the disenfranchised group feels like they can operate from the same game that they're actually trying to dismantle, it doesn't make sense. It's against everything that Einstein represented and Buckminster Fuller that we, it takes a new system in order to truly create a new game board. So that tells me they're operating from the same game board, right? When, when anybody is kind of trying to do that. So it's like, well, it's okay if we do it. <laughs> really? That's what happened in Atlantis. <laughs> okay. I'm getting a little warning sign that we're running out of time. So for those that are live, I'm going to be cut off, but I'm just going to keep recording because you'll get it in the archive, the rest of it. But um, we'll start wrapping things up. Thank you for being here. Um, this was a very unique experience for me in terms of the um, – Anyway, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I know it was different than what we normally do. Um, if you didn't like it, that's fine. Um, if there were parts of it you liked, that's fine too. If you loved it all, that's fine too. It, I, I really, you know, take what works and everything and don't what doesn't. Um, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means it wasn't meant for you or may never be meant for you, right? But if it was meant for you, yay. <laughs> I'm glad I could be here for you. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. Thank you for everything that you are. Thank you for also being here in human form. Um, to be conscious of that is, is, and to be more and more conscious of that choice is, I think, empowering. Um, I, for me, I know it's empowering. But anyway, I love you. Thank you. There are a lot of resources that we offer. Um, please visit my website. It's www.beaconforlightworkers.com or www.theplatinumage.com. Um, either one will get you to the same place. Some have aversion to certain words. Um, there are just a host of freebies. There's a lot of gifted resources underneath videos and articles. Um, there's also a ton of resources in terms of uh, private sessions and the Embracing the New Energy series. We're kicking off a new one in May 1. That's a 10-week what I call light body activation. And you can make that as woo-woo as you want to, but it is empowering stuff. It helps you recalibrate your energy field to operate in a way that is more conscious, more empowering of yourself, and of humanity. So I'm sorry, how can that be a bad thing? 
unless you don't want that. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? <laughs> okay. Um, what else? There's just tons of stuff. So look at news and events, see what else is going on. Um, I'm, you know, evolving just like we all are as infinite energy. Why wouldn't we be right? Um, and yet we create realities where we feel like we're not evolving to see what that feels like. Um, and so we do. And we came, we saw, we went, and sometimes we go back. <laughs> it's all happening simultaneously anyway. So <sighs> I love you. Thank you for everything you are, everything you've ever been, and everything you will be. Make it real. Make it authentic. Make it conscious in the source energy that you are. Hmm. Until next time. Bye-bye. Okay, we will play a little music. The music never comes through on the video, and it won't come through in my future audio system because of... um, Respecting copyright law and all of those good things. Um, the intro music with Seals, crazy. Look up the lyrics if you haven't looked at them. It's just, I love that music. And the takeout music here is going to be from Tears for Fears, Break It Down Again.
Namaste. Have a great time, everybody.